Today is Monday, September the 25th, 2023. I'm Mark Beavis. On the program today, if you are a REIT investor here in Canada, there has been another distribution cut. Also, Apple's new iPhone is a hot commodity in China. There has been some progress in the auto worker strikes. The prospects of a U.S. government shutdown seem to be rising. And finally, on today's program, there seems to be some progress in the battle against high food prices in the grocery stores. Let's get started with today's news. Northwest Healthcare Properties REIT, uh, NWH is the ticker, it is the latest REIT here in Canada to announce that it's going to be slashing its distribution, and that change is effective immediately. The trust owns 231 hospitals, medical offices, with a total value of about $10.6 billion, according to its website. Um, the REIT says in this case that the move is a part of an overall debt reduction strategy, specifically address the goal of paying off $3.7 billion uh, worth of debt, and it does note that 34% of this uh, debt is at floating rates. So obviously with interest rates having risen the way they have, uh, that's putting pressure on them there. Uh, shares of Northwest are down about 60% uh, since recent highs back in March of 2022. Now this isn't the first example of REITs that have been uh, cutting their distributions um, in 2023. In March, True North Commercial REIT, uh, ticker is TNT.UN, uh, that cut its dividend by 50% and since then its share price has dropped around 60% um, as well. In April, Slate Office REIT, SOT.UN is the ticker, they lowered uh, its distribution by 70%. And since those cuts, its shares uh, share price has dropped 45%. Uh, no doubt the industry has been hurt with the increase in interest rates and mostly because REITs typically carry very heavy mortgages uh, on the properties that they own. In a recent interview with the New York Times, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said he expects interest rates are going to start coming down. He said in his statement, we know things are going to start getting better. Inflation is coming down. We think interest rates are going to start coming down probably middle of next year. Now, the reality is that in August, inflation actually increased in Canada to 4%. And the Bank of, uh, uh, Bank of Canada Governor Tiff Macklem, he said that he feels that rates might not be high enough yet. In a poll that was taken between August 24th and 30th, 24 out of 34 economists said that they expect the Bank of Canada will keep its policy rate um, at the current level of 5% or higher. And they expect this will continue until at least March of 2024. Following that, though, there is a consensus that expects a uh, 50 basis point cut by the end of 2024. Recent news that Chinese government employees were ordered not to take their iPhones either to the office uh, nor to use them for work doesn't appear to have dampened the country's appetite uh, for Apple products. This past Friday, sales of the new iPhone 15 uh, were pretty hot, and that's putting it mildly. Uh, reports are that one uh, the one-hour delivery service you can get there of the iPhone 15 was up 253% compared to that of the iPhone 14 when it was released last year. In fact, in the first 10 minutes after um, deliveries began this year, 25,000 iPhones were on their way to their new customers. Uh, China, of course, counts for a, a big chunk, 20% of overall uh, revenues at Apple. So sales in China um, have a big impact on the company's revenue, obviously on their profitability as well. Year over year, Apple's greater China net sales actually rose nearly 8% uh, to $15.76 billion in the second quarter. And this stands in contrast to a 5.6% uh, decline in the Americas. Sales in this region were $35.38 billion in Q2. Now, since early September, uh, shares of Apple are down um, in the 7% range. 
If for any reason you've ever wondered how a guy like me would actually invest, well, it's not that hard to find out these days. If you are a Blossom user, you can just look me up, look up my username, it's Mark B, so M-A-R-C-B. You can see my current holdings, you can see any trades that I've made, you can see my logic behind any trades. If you're not a Blossom user yet, you can download the app for free, set yourself up with an account, and there you go, just look me up, hit follow, and you'll have your answer. It looks like at least part of the auto worker strikes, both here in Canada and in the US, have been solved. Now, here at home, uh, Canadian auto workers who are represented by Unifor uh, approved a new three year contract with Ford. It was a close vote, uh, 54% of uh, members voted in favor of the new deal. So uh, that's pretty close. Um, in a statement released uh, Sunday, Ford said that the company had agreed to the largest wage increase in the company's Canadian history. According to the negotiating structure, this deal will now be used as a, uh, as a baseline, as a, as a precedent, uh, while the union continues its negotiations with both General Motors um, and Stellantis. Now, Unifor National President Lana Payne, she said that she feels that the, diva, the deal is life-changing. And in a statement that was basically spoken to the people who voted against the deal, she said, I know this is an incredible deal and I know that people's lives will change as a result of what's here. The Ford deal includes a 10% wage increase in the first year, followed by increases of two and 3% in the second and third years. Uh, the agreement also includes a $10,000 productivity and quality bonus to all permanent employees who are on the active payroll and a $4,000 bonus for temporary employees. Also key to the agreement, of course, is that Ford reconfirmed its commitment to transform its Oakville operation into an EV assembly plant. Uh, production there is expected to start in early 2025. Despite this good news here in Canada, there are thousands of auto workers who remain on strike in the U.S. And currently there are almost 13,000 on strike at the Detroit auto plants. And there's an additional 5,600 or so uh, strikers at 38 parts distribution centers throughout the company uh, throughout the country. Now, um, United Auto Workers President Sean Fain, he's called on the big three automakers to increase their wages by 36% over a four-year deal. He's asking for a four-day work week and the end of tiered wages um, inside the plants. He commented on Friday that he says that while there has been this improvement or this progress with Ford, there are serious issues that remain with both Stellantis um, and GM offers. Now, in an ideal world, the auto workers and the automakers would come to an equitable deal that uh, you know looks far out into the future. But um, analyst Daniel Ives, he's with Wedbush Securities, and he said the current deal is a torpedo to the business models of the Detroit Three. To take a deal just to avoid a strike and get it done is great for the next 24 hours, but a nightmare for the next 30 years. I don't normally get too worked up about the potential of government shutdowns down in the US. They seem to you know, rear their ugly heads all the time. But I see something a little different in the current battle that's going on there now. And that's probably major, uh, mostly because of the uh, GOP House Speaker, Kevin McCarthy. He's got a very weak uh, hold on things there. And it looks to me like there could actually be a shutdown this time around. And that could occur as early as September 30th. So you know, just a little bit later on in this week. As we know, as we've heard over and over, the markets don't like uncertainty and the specter of a government shutdown here uh, with that looming over things, it certainly qualifies un as uncertainty. There's been a lot of attention paid, rightly so, recently to inflation uh, or more likely the battle against inflation. <clears throat> the policies of the U.S. Federal Reserve, of course, play a big part of that. And with this continued uncertainty, there would be a delay if it comes to pass uh, in the release of critical information, the information that relates both to inflation to unemployment. 
And obviously this is information that the Fed usually relies on when it comes to making its own decisions. And so if the shutdown does happen, the Fed is going to be flying blind essentially. And depending on how long it lasts, it could have a material effect on the Fed's future decisions. Now, all that being said, history has shown that even during lengthy shutdowns, uh, the effect isn't long lasting on the stock markets. And if we look back most recently to 2018, uh, for an example, there was a 35 day shutdown uh, during 2018 at some point, late 2018, early 2019, and the S&P 500 rose around 10% during that time period. I reported on this program last week that the Canadian government was making some threats to the large grocery chains here in Canada, and it's been lobbying them to make sure that they're um, able to sort of rein in the price that high inflation has had uh, on the price of food. Well, last week, top executives at Loblaw, Metro, Empire, Walmart, and Costco all met with federal officials. According to um, Industry Minister Francois-Philippe Champagne, they have agreed to take action to stabilize food prices. Um, there aren't details of the agreement that are available yet, but he does say that he plans to, uh, to have those details presented by next month. He says that the government will wait till the Thanksgiving deadline that has been uh, imposed here by the Prime Minister. Now, as previously reported, the government is seeking changes to the Competition Act, and that would give the Competition Bureau more power when corporations work together to reduce consumer choice. That's nothing that's never good for, for the consumer. Uh, Michael Osborne, he is the chair of the Canadian Competition Practice um, at law firm Cozen O'Connor. In his opinion, these efforts by the, the government to change the competition laws are mostly useless, as he put it in a statement. He said... It is not going to address the problems that we have with inflation. And the reason for that fundamentally is a competition law is not a tool that's designed to fight inflation. He does go on to say that while he agrees that competition in and of itself can result in lower prices, uh, the current government efforts of blaming uh, the grocers for inflation has been caused largely, obviously, by other factors. Also weighing in on the debate is former Liberal uh, Prime Deputy Prime Minister uh, John Manley. He criticized the government's effort by saying that if they really wanted to do something about food prices, it would focus on supply management. Coming up later this week, we have uh, Costco reporting its earnings tomorrow. On Wednesday, we have Micron Technology reporting. Uh, Thursday, Nike, BlackBerry, Aritzia will all come out with their earnings reports. Friday, we have uh, Canada Monthly Real GDP numbers. Uh, as always, I will put a link for our Investing Academy in the description of this video. I will put a Blossom link there um, as well. And uh, as always, I thank you for watching this video and I look forward to seeing you in a couple of days.